0: Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hangtime Podcast. Play Thompson, one half of the dubious Splash Brothers. I want to confirm something.
1: You put a fortune in a cookie. What did you write on the fortune? I put 73 and nine. If it's
2: right there for us, why not? With your hosts, Saku Smith, Lang Whitaker, and Rick Fox. Man, we don't do second place. <laughs> <laughs> We've done second do- place two years in a row.
1: You did 28th place this year. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like to stir things up from time to time.
0: <laughs> Couldn't let Jerry Stackhouse make it through the building without stopping and hollering at us. What's been the hardest adjustment for you to make to becoming a coach? Not wanting to go out there and get 15.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for the tip off.
0: Tip off for the Hangtime podcast. Seku Smith from the Hangtime blog at NBA.com. My main man, Lang Whitaker. Yo. In New York of the All Ball Blog. What's up, sir?
1: Nothing's up on the All Ball blog. We're in the (laughs) dog days of summer.
0: Yes, uh, Jeff Case and I like to call it, and uh, Jeff Case is one of our super producers at NBA.com. We like to call it squirrel season. Um, I used to send him pictures. Like four or five years ago, I would send him pictures of squirrels, and he'd send me pictures of squirrels doing various, you know, things, you know, trying to get out of traps, uh, running along wires. The, the other lid. day, I got
1: a the other day I got a text from a number I didn't recognize. Uh, it was a six seven eight, so it's one of the Atlanta area codes. Mm-hmm. I get a text from this number and it says, "Hey, I'm, I'm at a uh, <laughs> antique store, and I saw this and and thought of your son. And it was like an Atlanta Hawks, some sort of uh like box that you put toys and stuff in for mm-hmm. kids. And I was like, who in the world texting me this? <laughs> and so I, and I didn't know how to respond because I wasn't sure who it was. So so after a second, I responded, uh, hey, that, that's great. But, we, you know, we, we don't have the space as it is. Thank you. And then, and then he writes back, this is Jeff, by the way. So it was, it was Jeff Case.
0: He's antiquing now.
1: I guess. I like it. That's how quiet it is. I like it.
0: No, I mean, this is the comb before really the Hall of Fame Yeah. cranks up and gives us.
1: Also uh, college football. But, you know, something yeah.
0: to be fired up about. Yeah, and college football, of course, starts uh, this weekend, this Thursday, I guess. Uh, It
1: really starts Saturday at 5.30. uh,
0: I would say it starts at noon when when the Rainbow Warriors come to the big house to get body slammed. Um,
1: They're going to pull that Appalachian State. I'm so excited. Whatever.
0: But uh, listen, if you don't have anything else to entertain you this time of year, I'm telling you the most entertaining social media feed (laughs) on the planet belongs to our man 3D, Dennis Scott from NBA TV. And uh, he joined us now in the podcast. What's up? Man? Listen, your uh, kid, your kids should be charging you money, by the way. <laughs> They're royalties. <laughs> they should be charging hey, you a fee. Hey, he's putting in work, Amy, he? he's putting me in work. Yeah, well, yeah, I would be too if I was Trey, and I was six, seven in the third grade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd, I'd be working out all the time if I knew my
0: dad was filming me all the time too. <laughs> man, what's going on? How you been, man? I haven't seen you in a minute. I know we, you know, it's been a busy summer for everybody.
3: No, uh, all, all is good. Um, just, like you said, having fun, just showing my son. He, he's 10 years old. He's about 5'9 now. He, he's for the, To your point, you for the people who's been following me on social media, in the last year he's lost, like, 15, 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he, like, went from a kid who loves video games and cookies and candy. You see him walk around the studio where now he's like, <laughs> nah, Dad, I want bread on the sandwich. Nah, Dad, I just want water when we go out to dinner. It's like he really has taken on that quote-unquote persona of I need to be in shape. If I want to be like LeBron James, if I want to be like Steph Curry, if I want to be like Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant, all of his favorite players, Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, these guys are way better than your dad. Don't be better than me. (laughs) There are better examples for you because the game has changed back to when we played the 80s and 90s versus today where you see LeBron James, you follow him on, uh, on, on Snapchat or anything, he and Chris Paul are working out while they're out there in the wine tasting on vacation. <laughs> Religious. That's focused. And yeah. I said, that's what you want to be like, son. And yeah. that, to me, to see him do the stuff we're doing right now is kind of fun.
0: You know what, the 3D and Lang, and, and this is where you know you've gotten old um, <laughs> when, you, when you're documenting your kids doing it. But I think I think back, 3D, and, and you gave him a history lesson. I saw you had the clips showing them all when when Daddy was in high school and you had hops yeah. and hopes. And yes. uh, do exactly. you do, do you look back at it now um and just and realize what kind of mileage you you traveled, you know, in your life from number one high school player in the country, you playing career now as an analyst and doing all the things you are do now. Does it seem like it went by in a snap?
3: When I look back, it does say cool because we were so living in the moment and what I try to explain to to the kids today is that we didn't have all the extra avenues to promote ourselves like we have now with the social media. Mm-hmm. So now you're hearing about kids at 8, 9, 10, 12, 13 years old, where back in our day you had to wait to Street & Smith, Blue Ribbon Magazine, mm-hmm. all get the magazine to come out before you heard of a kid down south or out west or what have you. Or you had to wait to go play in the Boston Shootout or all the different tournaments we had back in the day. Right. where now there's so many tournaments, AAU, and so many different ways kids can get out and expose themselves and show the world how talented they are. So I think that's where today, to your to your question, I look back and I said, wow. I didn't realize what I was doing, cool because I was having so much fun, yeah. because I didn't have an older brother that was already in college. Mm-hmm. The ACC and the Big East were just getting started. So it's like, <laughs> it's just, that's why you look back and go, wow, I thought the ACC and the Big East had been around 100 years. Right. They, they were just <laughs> developing it and figuring out who they were at conferences, but we thought they were the best in the world.
1: I, I was in high school in Atlanta when, when you showed up at Georgia Tech, Dennis, and, and just you know talking about the different world. Like I, I don't think I'd ever seen you play until you played your first college game. You know now we've seen highlight reels and we've seen <laughs> all these high school regular season games and, and playoff games and all this stuff. But back then, really the first time you ever saw most of these guys play, you might have heard about them in the magazines, like you said. But the first time we saw these people play was, was once they got to college. Um, and so, uh, nowadays we see these kids, we're seeing your son, I've seen him, I've seen your son play baseball and (laughs) basketball. (laughs) Right. right? (laughs) So, I mean, nowadays it's just totally different, but, um, yeah, I, I still go back to the story about, uh, when, uh, when you were, I guess maybe your sophomore year at tech or junior year Mm -hmm. and tech was recruiting my, my teammate, Martise Moore, and, uh, and you came over and, and played pickup ball with us one day. And I think you didn't miss a three-pointer the whole time. <laughs> and you only took shots from out of bounds. That's, I've been eating out on that story for 20 years now.
3: What's so funny about, what's so funny about that story, Lang and Seiku, and for you, your, your listeners, that I just remember one day coming down the court and something told me to stop. And there was no three-point line. That's the part for me why I like my high school coach so much, Stu Vetter, who was that Montrose mm-hmm. Christian before he retired, is that he allowed me for my big old body to do things that weren't normal back in the early 80s. Right. Someone my size, and, and, and y'all both been following my career a long time, I've been this height since I've been in the seventh grade. <laughs> wow. So my high school coach said, if you can prove to me you can make this shot, I'm gonna allow you to continue to shoot it, and once I started doing it, and then that's when the the whole Dennis Scott name started making name for itself. So There's just big kid shooting from way outside mm-hmm. instead of going in the post. Yeah,
1: no. and that's
3: what something that my high school coach allowed me to do.
1: Because usually those those six six guys in high school, you're a center, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's it.
0: Three D, it's it's Shaq week around here, obviously, and um, I'm pretty sure most people know how tight you and Shaq are and have been over the years. Um, in advance of the big fella going into the Naismith Hall of Fame next week. Um, We just wanted to to talk to you, somebody who knows him well and has known him well for so long. And I wonder, the first time you really got to know him and and be around him and understand him, did you envision the career he ended up having? Did you see it right away that he was going to be a transcendent guy, one of those all-time great players?
3: Very first preseason game we had against Detroit and Sacramento. You may remember, Sekou, because I know you're from
0: Michigan. We mm-hmm. was playing
3: up in South Dakota, exhibition game against the Pistons, and it was like 20 rebounds, 15. It was, just, it was The numbers were so crazy. I looked over at Nick and I said, you know what? I said, we might have to get a back seat and just ride this train because this is something special. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. then I remember playing another exhibition game in Anaheim mm-hmm. and it's after he had finished his first couple of years, and we're playing the Clippers. And he goes, hey, man, out Howard, there, I'm here and getting, you know, like $90 million, and Zoe may be getting $100 million." I said, you're going to get 100 plus million. <laughs> he goes, there's no way. There's no way I can get that kind of money. I said, he said, I can't go anywhere now. I said, dude, you're never going to be able to go anywhere. You're that big. You're that jovial you got a great personality. You love people. I said, once you figure out how to play the game, it's a wrap. And then I told the story on NBA TV last week that he's a big fan of David Robinson, was a big fan of Patrick Ewing. He said, man, I think I need to develop a little turnaround jump shot, a little free throw line. I said, if you go to that free throw line, I'm not passing you the ball. <laughs> so there's an episode in open court where he tells that story where, yeah, 3 ds one reason why he's one of my mentors, not just he's a good friend because he was the first person to tell me, nah, you don't need to work on no jump shot. Two dribble, elbow to the throat, barbecue chicken, and dunk on their head. And that's what he did <laughs> for
1: 20 years. I'm just looking now. His, his first five games, this is regular season, but his first five games 12 and 18, 22 and 15, 35 and 13, thir- 31 and 21, Come 29 on. and 15. That's ridiculous. That's
3: why I said this man's going to be special. And he And guys, you know this. Y'all follow the game. He was trying to figure out the game those first four or five years. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I just – I love to – and and I I've, I've made up this thing um, while I was trimming my bushes yesterday. I was thinking about it. Like, what do you call it when you try and compare players from different eras? And, you know, Bill Russell told me a few years ago when I talked to him at All-Star Weekend that no guy should have to play against ghosts. You should never have to be compared to somebody – from another era but I respectfully disagree with the all-time great himself Bill Russell. I, I made up something called the ghost chamber. <laughs> and I'm and I'm putting Shaq in the ghost chamber and asking both of you at his zenith, at his very best, would any other big man. I'm t- and I'm not talking about at, in a, in a, a series or in whatever, I'm talking about at his longest stretch, at his very very best, which I think came in a Lakers uniform for Shaq. Yep. Um, would there be a big man capable of stopping him by his lonesome, do you think? No.
3: That's right. So there's not, if you took, and I had my top five centers the other day with, with Kareem, Russell, Shaq, Wilt, and The Dream. And I said, any, you can go categorize them, who's number one, who's number two, and all that. But I made it very clear on NBA TV Shaq in, in all five of their primes. Shaq is the most dominant. Period. Yeah. Wilt's numbers may be gaudy, so that's when we have fun with to your point, Saqu. We will put Shaq in Wilt's era. The numbers may be seventy and twenty. You see what (laughs) I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. So that's why when people play with that conversation, I said let's have fun with it. Put different players in different eras, and if we all agree, Shaq's the most dominant. Shaq could have played in every era and dominated in every era.
1: Yeah. We and I have talked about this before, and I've always. Argued that Seiko's was a big Kareem fan, and I'd always said, "Well, if Shaq played one-on-one with Kareem, <laughs> Shaq would knock him into the fifth row, because <laughs> Kareem weighed about half what Shaq weighed." Yeah. Um, I thought there was about a six-year period there in Shaq's career where he should have been the MVP every season because I agree. nobody was more valuable to his team than he was for, for the size, the rebounding, the all that stuff. You couldn't match him, um, and nobody could. And and I just, I mean, if you're gonna if we're saying if they played one on one if Shaq played Bill Russell one on one or if Shaq played Kareem one on one I don't know who stops him. I don't know if anyone can.
3: No, you you right it it would come down to you know to Kareem, you know, maybe you know early in his career maybe being a little more savvy because he picked up the game first. Sure. Then you say to yourself, who gets the ball first? Right. Because we all I think we all would agree that Kareem still has the, arguably the best shot ever in basketball, so if right. he get the ball first, maybe Shaq don't get the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That's why the conversation becomes fun, because each one of those guys, outside of Bill Russell, Bill Russell did not really have an offensive game, his is all defense, but you know, when, when you talk to Wilt, Wilt was pretty strong, too, so imagine Wilt and Shaq on the block, banging,
0: yeah. banging.
3: <laughs> that right there would be popcorn itself on the watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just feel like, too, when, and when I, like I said, when I'm, I'm trademarking my ghost chamber thing. By the way, too, we're gonna, <laughs> I we're gonna use that. that. Recur. That's gonna be a recurring um, issue here on the podcast going going forward. But I'm saying I was going. So I went back, of course, last night and just tried to watch some of these guys at their very best. When Shaq and and he and Kobe were playing together and those Lakers teams were rolling, he wasn't just putting up ridiculous numbers he was destroying every piece of competition that came his way. I mean, mm-hmm. to the tune of numbers that were mind-boggling, um, particularly in the finals. Um, and I feel like Shaq does not get credit for how good he was during that time because people say, well, there was no, you know, he didn't have a big man foil. Or he didn't have another big man that he had to go up against on a regular basis. Oh. I, I don't agree with that. I remember people tried to make Yao Ming his, his kind of natural rival. Um, and and Yao was good, you know. Yao was really good in in his time, and they'll get a chance to go into the Hall of Fame together, of course, um next week. But I'm serious, and and Lang, you're right. As much as I love Kareem in the history of his game, and I always talk Kareem up, I would have been fearful physically for Kareem's health and well being <laughs> if he had to take some of the elbows that bay Baymatumbo took from Shaq. I wonder
1: if here's a, here's an interesting question: pound for pound how do you rank Shaq all time? Because we we're we're talking about, you know, everyone always says Allen Iverson might be the greatest pound for pound of all times. He didn't weigh anything. Shaq weighed more than anybody, but, but pound for pound. I mean, he still might've been the best (laughs) for that size to to ever, we've seen other big guys, but we've never seen anybody with that size, with that skill and that power and that, you know, that combination of, of everything. Um,
0: 3D. Are, we have we ever gotten a legitimate gauge on exactly how much Shaq weighed? I used to see the 300 pounds, and I'd be thinking to myself, "Look, yeah. I weighed I weigh three bills at one time." And I guarantee you, Shaq weighed more right. than me.
3: Well, in Orlando, and I always tell the story. It was two different Shaq. <laughs> the Shaq we saw in Orlando, you, when you went and during Shaq week, if you watched those Orlando games, Shaq ran like a deer. Yeah, and that's when he was legit, about 290, 295. He, you know, body fat. He was ready to go. When he got to LA, that's when he became the Shaq attack, and yeah. that's when Hack and Shaq really kicked in. Because he, to your point, he already had forty and twenty. <laughs> so you he said, "Hey, we got to foul him." Yeah. yeah. Because that was the weak part of his game was free throw shooting. So it's different today, where they use the dude because they don't want to, you know, a team to get going. You're trying to stop one person. Yeah. That's it. That's it. DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard, they're not dominating the game. Shaq, before the game started, the number one thing in Orlando, in the Lakers, and in, in, in Miami was get the ball out of Shaq's hands. Right.
0: I remember 3-D. This is one of my favorite Shaq memories ever. Um, when we, I think we were in Miami, and we had to go up for his retirement announcement um, up to Orlando. And it was kind mm-hmm. of a last-minute thing. Like, hey, can you, you know – yeah, the rise right to the finals. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, somebody's got to get to Orlando. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, Shaq at his house, throwing a big party for everybody. And I remember being there all day because I, of course, ducked in with 3D, Lang. I was like, how can I, I get remember. in here and get the access? Okay, let me go with 3D. The, he was so hilariously down to earth. And that was my first time really being around him away from all the, you know, the glitz of the arena and the crowds and everything, just seeing him in his natural element. was Was he always – the crazy Shaq that he that he is now that I see in the green room and around, you know, here at, at Turner. I mean, was was that personality trait of his always as dominant as evident as it is now? Three D,
3: from day one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. From day one, when he tells a story that he came he came in town, he was stuck out. I think at the uh, at the airport hotel that we put. You know, all new players come in. John Gabriel called me. He said, "Hey, Shaq, want you to come get him?" I go pick him up. And that was the beginning uh, of our true friendship of getting to know one another, mm-hmm. obviously rap music. He, I had a, a, a fixed-up you know, truck. Then he went and got a truck like it and tried to match it. So <laughs> our personalities off the court were so similar. That's why we got along so well on the court because we complimented one another on the court as well. So I told him, I said, as long as I'm on the same side of the floor with you, nobody's going to leave. And then when they do, you pop it back out to me. I knock down a shot. Now you're gonna have more time to operate. So the 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 friendship and the camaraderie on and off the floor, people don't understand. And y'all know this. And sports really, really, really do help you with chemistry and winning ball games. Yeah.
1: One thing with Shaq, I think we should talk about is is his off court exploits and antics and all this stuff he did that really kind of set the set the runway for all these other guys now who come along and want to do movies and, and do music and, um, and be successful at all those things too. Um, it, Dennis, out of all those movies Shaq made, which one was the worst? <laughs> which one was the
3: worst was probably Steel.
1: <laughs> not Kazam?
3: I, I thought Kazam, you know, may not have been great. I just thought Kazam was good because of the kid quality. Okay, yeah. And that, that's why we're, we're still, he's actually trying to blow up buildings. He's kind of running that outfit. And I actually was at the shoot and watching him trying to jump over stuff. Oh, I wish social media would have been out back then. Oh, if I would have had an Instagram back then, I'm on the set with Steel. I don't know if he's Steel, but he calls himself Shaq. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been a, a, a hilarious. But to your point, um, Lang, Shaq did it the right way. Shaq's not one of those he was never a big drinker, smoking cigar. I know he's in the hookah now, but back then Shaq was about his game and how can I make my brand bigger off the floor? And that's why the rapping, the acting, the commercials and all the stuff he's done over the years was part of his personality. Yeah. Uh,
1: he told me once that I think he made five or six albums. He said he had Two go platinum, two went gold, and two went wood. <laughs> two went wood, yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, and I'm assuming 3D. I, correct me if I'm wrong. You're probably heading up, obviously, to Springfield to to be there for the yep, ceremony and everything. There. Yeah. Um. Yep. Normally, a guy has to wait, you know, a few more years to to take that introspective look at his own life and times in the game. Um, do you think Shaq has it all grasped? you know, really wrapped his head around that? Or do you think it'll hit him next week when he gets up there and realizes, yeah, you know, you, you have fulfilled the dream of of what his career, you know, should have been by a lot of people's estimates, that that he was a guy who was destined or ticketed for the Hall of Fame from early on. Do you think it's hit him yet, or do you think it'll be next week as the, as the moment grows closer?
3: It, it's starting to hit him, say, cool, so i let you on a little secret. He, he, we, we, we chatted a little bit yesterday, and he sent mm. me a – a picture of his Hall of Fame ring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know how Shaq likes to do everything big. So (laughs) that's one little teaser. Obviously, he's using number 34. I'm not going to tell you everything about it because he might get mad at me. But Uh he said yesterday, he said, I'm starting to understand what my mother was telling me. Mm -hmm. And it's a little clip that we showed the other night on NBA TV with the conversation he had with Ernie Johnson. Right. His grandmother told him, what told his mom to tell him that he was going to be something that people were going to remember forever. Yeah. So that's why his mom named him Shaquille, because at that time there had never ever 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 been a Shaquille in the books. Right. And now you look at college football, college <laughs> so, <laughs> basketball. You have a bunch of shacks now. Yeah. How no, incredible a bunch of them. is that?
0: Yeah, a bunch of them. Um,
3: and that lets you know for sure. Grandma had her wisdom. Yeah. Mom listened, and Shaq finished the deal. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing, obviously, um, you know, seeing him reach this point of his, you know, of his life in terms of the, the Hall of Fame and all of the adulation and appreciation for somebody's game that comes with that. Um, and uh, I'm glad, 3D, that you get a chance to be there with him because I know you all have been boys basically from day one. And, uh, and that's got to feel good for you, too, to see him getting the recognition that I think we all feel he so rightly deserves.
3: Well, also for me, from day one, I, I know the guy's always worked. Mm-hmm. And I know we, we know all the history with him and Kobe. and We know the times he's been out of shape. All, all that stuff's been well documented. But deep down inside, if you've ever gotten a chance to know the big fella, you know he's always cared about the process. He's always cared about his teammates. He's always wanted people to love him for who he really is as a person. I think we finally got a chance to see that after basketball, watching him now being an analyst. No question. No
0: question. 3D, Dennis Scott, hanging out with us here on the Hang Time Podcast. Man, we, we love that you let us uh, dive into your bag of tricks with Shaq, and especially with Trey. Um, looking forward to watching him continue to develop. Man, again, the best social media uh, person I know, Dennis Scott. Hanging we out with us hero on the Hangtime podcast,
1: Dennis. What's your uh, what's your? I, I got a question. What's your social media like? Uh, uh, I, I don't know your pattern. Like what, what what's your go to? Is Snapchat your favorite right now, or is Twitter no, or Instagram? Instagram, or...
3: Instagram is still Instagram is still my go to. Okay. It. Now now I've simplified all of it. All of it is Dennis, three D Scott now. Okay. All okay. of them are connected like that now. And if it's my go to, if I'm riding down. The road or it was a crazy song coming on the radio and the kids are in the car and they start dancing that goofy. I, they know about We're about the phone and we about to let the world know we're acting a fool. <laughs> who was
1: the guy? You, you posted a photo of some guy at a restaurant the other day. Yeah, I was,
3: at, I was at one of because you say, who knows I love breakfast food all hours of the day. So yeah. it, was, it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Trey had basketball practice. I dropped him off. I ran to the local spot to get, some, uh, get me an omelet in the middle of the day. I looked over. I said, is that Colonel Sanders? <laughs> said, he looked just <laughs> like him. With my phone out, got him. I said, hey, he look like Colonel Sanders. The guy gave me a thumbs up. And that's why I shot the video.
0: <laughs> Listen, man, don't, look, do not change one bit, please. Yeah. Please. I can't, man. A, I only know how to be one way, and that's 3D, baby. That's all I know. No doubt. 3D, 3D TV, all of it. You see him on Game Time. Um, you see him all over the place on social media. Make sure you follow him. Enjoy uh, the journey he's taking us on. I know you're going to have some great stuff from the Hall of Fame next week, so we're looking forward oh, to it. Oh,
3: yes. I just got word. I'm definitely going next Thursday. And I'm going to be a supporter for my man, D.A. He's a DMV guy. I went to the math High School. That's right. I'm very happy for him as well. And, of course, obviously for Shaq. So I'm just going to have so much fun because it's going to be all fun, no work. So make <laughs> sure y'all follow all of my social media uh, feeds because I'm going to be doing a lot of fun stuff.
0: No doubt, man. Thanks, 3D. We appreciate you, man. Thanks, Dennis. Love, hanging time. All right. All right, guys. Man, one of, the, one of the truly most hilarious and best dudes, as you know, Lang. We get to uh, hang out with him more than a lot of other folks, obviously. But if there's a dude who can bring energy at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> when you're sitting on that set at NBA TV, it's Dennis Scott. Yeah. So I know he is going to be all the way live uh, next week in Springfield for the Hall of Fame. And, and, and listen, the, the Shaq discussion is one that will last for generations, because I don't know when, if or when we'll see another human being of those dimensions right. that that can do the things that Shaq did. I'm, I, I know it sounds ridiculous when I say that I think he's underappreciated, but there was a stretch during his career where a lot of people were knocking him, like, well, Shaq doesn't work hard, and right. you know, he's, he's just big, and he's just bullying people, and it's like, those okay. are, yeah, yeah like <laughs> so, so what <laughs> I'm like well, if that's what if that's what your argument against him is, let is <laughs> let's let's stack up the chips in his favor and it's ridiculous
1: yeah um, i thought I thought of two Shaq stories as we were talking with Dennis one the first time i you talked about you know hanging out with him in uh after the, the when he retired mm-hmm. um the the first time I interviewed him was for Slam in like two thousand one and uh-huh. maybe two thousand two right when the the started crack started showing with him and Kobe um for the first time they were kind of publicly things going around so i i asked if uh if we could talk to him for slam he's he loves he's always great for slam he said sure so i flew out to la mm-hmm. and i walk in the lakers practice gym and it's just me and Shaq alone in that that big gym um sitting next to each other on this on the beat on the bleachers and uh and you know he he, he talks like this <laughs> and i could barely hear him and i was worried my tape recorder wasn't going to pick up what he was uh saying so i, I was holding it kind of awkwardly closer to his mouth and Shaq just reached over, took the tape recorder out of my hand and just held it to his own mouth, the entire interview <laughs> from about half an inch away. So I got every single word <laughs> perfectly clear. That was the interview where he, and it's, it still gets quoted every now and then when he said, uh, when I asked him about Kobe and, and the two of them getting along and he, he said, I'm too big to ride in the backseat of anyone else's car. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That's still which pops is a up. true statement. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, oh, I, when I think a guy – well, you said you had two stories. What was the well, other this,
1: one? This other one's from last year. I was in town. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever told this one. I don't know if I've told you this one. I was in town on a – I guess it was a Thursday night or a Wednesday night. He was going to – you know, p- people who don't know at NBA TV there, there's the, uh, a green room slash the treehouse. It's kind of big area where everyone sort of congregates and hangs out. Whenever you see those videos of, like, Shaq tackling Charles Barkley into the couch, <laughs> that's where it is. Um, I, was, I was there – one night I was gonna do what, ten before tip or something, and mm-hmm. anyway, Shaq's there, and uh, he has this briefcase, and he sits down at that conference table that's in there, and he goes, "Hey, hey, everyone, come over here. I want to show you guys something." So I think like Chico's there and a couple other people we work with. Ben was there, and everyone kind of walks over, and Shaq pulls out a laptop from from the briefcase and sets it on the da- table and opens it up and says, uh, "Hey, uh, me and my me and my buddies made a made a gangster movie." Um, I want to show it to you guys. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, he starts to hit play and I'm thinking, what in the world can a gangster movie with Shaq and his friends make, you know, just messing around. And then he goes, you guys might want to get chairs. It's about 45 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll see you guys later.
0: <laughs> Listen, uh, nobody, nobody to me in the history of the game has enjoyed more the ride on and off the court. Yeah. Then I, than I think he did. Um,
1: and speaking of social media, when Twitter first started, do you remember Shaq? That's when he was playing with the Suns. And he would give away tickets, and he would tweet, <laughs> like, I'm at a mall in Atlanta. Uh, come find me. And people would go yeah. and find him, and he would have two tickets with him, and he'd give them away. I mean, he was one of the – and still is one of the big groundbreakers of social media with athletes. Yeah.
0: he's uh, for my, I, At one point, wasn't he the the athlete – Current or former with the most Twitter followers? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Early
1: yeah. on, I don't know what he had. <laughs> I don't know sure who's he'd... got the
0: top spot now, but I know he was had it at one point. So yeah, um, uh,
1: right now he has 12.5 million followers on Twitter.
0: <laughs> Good grief! Yeah. Well, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does next. Um, he'll he'll soon be Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal, which is as high an honor as you can have in the game of basketball. Obviously, so
1: i tell you, I, I flew back from Vegas with him, mm-hmm. with Shaq, a couple of weeks ago from Summer League. He was on my just commercial flight uh-huh. to New York, and uh, he, was just sitting, he was in first class. But, I mean, he, I was in coach, and I could see his head two feet higher than everyone else's head <laughs> on that plane. <laughs> yeah, he, I tell uh,
0: people all the time, one, there are two players that have played in the league, and I don't care how many times I see him. It, it always freaks me out when they come walking in the room in the shack yeah. in Yao Ming. Yeah. Um, in Yao, his first regular season game, there was a scrum of reporters were sitting, you know, like standing around waiting for him to come out. He sat out, came out. This is Indiana, in uh, Indianapolis. He came out and sat on the end of the bench, like in the last seat on the bench so, you know, he wouldn't have to, right. you know, be awkward or whatever. Of course, he's sitting down and his head is above everybody else in the crowd. That's standing there <laughs> trying to interview. It's like thirty, thirty reporters. Shaq, I always laugh when he walks through a doorway yeah. here at Turner because he has to duck, and it's like he's he's as wide as the doorway. Mm-hmm. And people think Shaq is a big, gigantic, oh, you know, like a, a just obviously a large human being. But when you see him in person, you realize how proportionate it is. Mm-hmm. It's like it's rare to find a dude his height proportion the way he is. I mean, he literally looks like Superman.
1: When I was at slam, we we had all sorts of paraphernalia around the office, but the one thing we had that probably got more attention than anything else. We had one of Shaq's shoes. Shaq Gnosis,
0: baby. We had the one. I I still got mine. I still, we had had the
1: one from the all-star game that Uh had the the light up letters on it. (laughs) Had S H A Q. Then as he ran, they would light up. So we had that one and you could hit it on the bottom and the letters would flash. But everybody wanted to take a picture with Shaq's shoe um, <laughs> when they came to the slam. I think it was a size 22 or 23. Unbelievable. Um, and I could almost, I wear a 13, and I could almost put my shoe inside of his shoe. So it was.
0: Uh, O'Neill. Shaq Week on NBA TV, on NBA.com. Uh, and it's also going to be Shaq Week and a bunch of other guys next week. As uh, Dennis mentioned, big shouts to our man, David Aldrich for uh no. the award he's gonna get next week as um, well. I think so.
1: someone else is on the line. What's up?
0: <laughs> man, we had to talk about Shaq to get this dude to, to crawl out of the crawl out from under <laughs> <laughs> where you've been, man. <laughs> Good great Frick Fox. Uh, you all right? Well, I I am I'm better. <laughs> I am better for sure.
2: Uh talking to you guys. Good to hear
0: your voice, man. I know you I know you had some uh you had to go into the knife earlier this this summer, man. Everything good? Yeah, Body feeling good?
2: Yeah. yeah, I hadn't had surgery in a long time, but I uh <laughs> I got a little uh got a little cleanup in my knee.
0: Right. A
2: little torn meniscus. Uh rehab, 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 rehab. Right. Getting that right. And uh, now I'm operational again. Nice. So it's funny how when your knee goes
1: out, your voice goes out too. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd been yelling at the esports conventions I was gonna or say. Um th-
2: yeah, well, I spent spent a little time uh uh watching and participating in that behind the scenes a little more closely too throughout the summer, but how you guys been man i've been following uh been following it's, it was strange not not being at summer league with mm-hmm. with uh you know the shift in ESPN ESPN coming on board and and then it was uh uh odd uh it, you know watching the olympics and not seeing some of the key yeah key stars in the game but yet they still still carry gold in a professional fashion
0: oh yeah oh yeah it's been weird it's been a weird summer all the way around yeah. with all the craziness yeah. with free agency and um you know all the stuff that's going on you know it's it's just boy, different i mean it's a change it's a change you know change
2: yeah. is coming uh, uh, did anybody watch shack on TV the other night, I
1: taped it last night. The running wild,
0: yeah, with Bear, with a Bear, whatever his name is, or Grills. Yeah, yeah, I watched. I watched a clip of it uh, this morning where he was like
1: underneath a bunch
0: of leaves, yeah, or doing something. the leaves, and he... <laughs> Shack. Boy, he's a character. Um, and Rick, <laughs> we've been talking about. We talked with Dennis Scott earlier um, on the podcast about Shack, and I know you got a ton of Shack stories as well. Um,
1: tell us your cleanest one,
0: uh, and, and tell us <laughs> just what it means now to see him at this stage going into the Hall of Fame and, and, and putting a, a capper really on what was an all time great playing career.
2: Yeah. Um I mean it's a show in itself, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I wrap up or sum up my thoughts or feelings about Shaq in in a few minutes, but I a clean version of a Shaq story <laughs> I guess it would just it would start probably with just his you know, his heart. And his love for for you know the game and his love for his teammates and 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 his love to compete, his love for competition. Uh, he's very childlike that won't be the I won't be the first play person that says he's very childlike, but that youthful energy and that that willingness to be playful uh, I, I think made for me personally made my years playing with him. The most enjoyable years of any teams I've been on. Uh, there was just always, there was always, there were always those moments that he would keep the levity, and and, and remind us even through the stress of a season um, to laugh, to enjoy, to enjoy each other, to enjoy life. And but boy, the switch, the switch that would come when you, you know, when seven thirty would roll around. He wasn't He wasn't always so good at twelve thirty in the, in the afternoon <laughs> played afternoon games but when seven thirty rolled around and it was time to you know step over the line and and, and be on a court somewhere and and he, he just he just had an ability to put the jokes aside uh and and handle his business and and drag a lot of people along with him. You know, I mean, he had a lot of people jumping on his back, defenders and two and three people trying to stop him. And I used to say, I don't know how you drag all those guys up and down the court and not get in more fights. Um, but he also, you know, at times when some of us, you know, lesser stars weren't as good as the superstars in the league. He needed us. Um, we needed him. Uh mm-hmm more more of us needed him than him needing us at times but he would drag the rest of us as well along with those defenders so uh he he's just he just wanted to me the i and i played with him so I, I didn't play with some of the other legends in the game but he was just the most dominant and most powerful player i've ever seen ever played with ever played against and uh it was it was far more enjoyable having uh a number of years 8 years you know, maybe not eight yeah eight years pretty much uh with him than against him,
1: yeah. Rick, you're just talking about uh lesser stars needing the bigger stars that describes today's hang time podcast. We appreciate you calling in <laughs> oh, <stop>. um, <laughs> um, no. hey, what we were talking though about just shaq's um you know his size and his strength and like this unprecedented combination he kind of presented. what was the most amazing thing you saw him do physically um. Uh, boy, so many,
2: so many things. Um, I'm gonna say one of them would probably be taking a a a full on a full on forearm to the throat that I gave him when he <laughs> played for Orlando, and uh, and I played for Boston, and he he tried to. <laughs> I was I was on the breakaway, and for some reason, Shaq was at half court, and he decided he was gonna take a charge like what seven, two guy takes a charge at half court, uh, as I'm running up the, you know, the court on a fast break. And I, I, I really saw him as I turned to take off and he was there and I just popped him in the throat. Um, and you, I mean, you would have thought I like just tapped him on the back or something, but I, mean, I hit him hard and he started coughing and choking and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, went to the bench and, and shortly thereafter, he uh, he came back in after the timeout, and uh, with full on you know intent to, to really take me out, and he, he couldn't talk. He couldn't speak for like he said. He tells the story. He couldn't speak for like three four minutes. But all he could think of was how he was going to get you know get me back. Um, you know we later became teammates, and he, we joke about it. But I guess the most impressive thing I would say is just the amount of wear and tear he took and the amount of pounding he mm-hmm. took and the amount of people it took to stop him from getting to the rim. Like, people would try and wrap him up.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and you could, one person couldn't wrap him up, two people couldn't wrap him up. Uh, uh, he would he would find a way to get to the rim and, and, and just t- literally, like in some cases, tear the rim or the support down. <laughs> right. Yeah. So just, just, you know, just that that that, that ability to just, bust through anything, you know, go through anything and not be deterred by any any physical, you know, assault on him.
1: I thought a, a, another question we should ask you, I asked Dennis Scott this, but you're probably better suited to answer this. Um, you know, Shaq was heavily involved in the entertainment stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what was the worst movie he made?
2: Uh, uh, he's
1: made so many now, I don't know
2: if I've seen them all.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute, he made so many probably, horrible movies or movies I, period? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I should go through and probably watch Watch more of them um, uh, I think he gets I, I think he gets um, Judged unfairly And uh, because it because he's so great in one field you know what I mean he's. you're, he's... Trying, you're trying to have to answer this why are you trying <laughs> no, no I think about that because I, I think about how consistently he's worked in the field and how how many people he's entertained you think on the court and, you and you off the court you think you
1: unfairly judged for your movies too you're trying to like set up a equivalency <laughs> for yourself here uh, <laughs>
2: I think I think I've I've made some stinkers for sure. So, uh, he, but y'all, y'all have uh,
0: redeeming movies. Like he did Blue Chips, which is one of my all time favorite yeah, basketball movies.
2: Shaq, I think Shaq made a made a a huge and an, a shift and an intelligent shift in his entertainment career when he he, he decided to to uh, you know really roll with the comedy and roll in uh, uh, that aspect of his his those are his strengths. I mean he's comedic. And, and playful and and physical comedy is huge for him. He's always been physical and comedic that way. And so you see him do more stuff with Adam Sandler. You see him do st- right. more things on the comedic side, even like the thing he did the other, other day on television. Yeah. Very funny, right? Yeah. Um, initially, you know, the, the superhero Kazam stuff or anything uh, of a serious nature um, – for whatever reason, just wasn't received uh, 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 fairly. Um, probably a lot, of, a lot of because a lot of the media coverage of him just in general in his game, right. he was just so playful and, and comedic. Right. So it, made, you know, it makes more sense to see him in that way and see him doing things like that. Well, I mean, the,
0: the other thing too, Rick, I mean, how in the hell hard is it for a guy to be able to slip into characters when you're that size? Oh, I mean, nobody uh, yeah, nobody yeah. else in Hollywood other than the dude who plays Chewbacca is yeah. your size. I mean, what do you do?
2: <laughs> well, I, I was, on, I, you know, I'm on set, I'm on set doing this Lexus, uh, this Weinstein Company Lexus uh, movie, and, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the, Jamie McShane, uh, worked with him on Southland, so we were talking about Shaq, uh, so you really start to see the range of which, you know, Shaq has is, is stepped into roles and different characters, the one uh, he did with Adam Sadler, uh, where he mm-hmm. plays a cop, you know, he's, he's playing a lot more, uh, he's using that time he spent as an officer Uh, To play police officers in different roles now. So it is it is challenging because it's hard not to see Shaq for Shaq when he gets on camera. And believe it or not, I'm not of Shaq's uh, celebrity status. But, you know, that's been some of my greatest challenges is is stepping in and and people not seeing Rick Fox, who played with Shaq, you know, Right, right.
1: I would say I think maybe his most underrated acting job or the one I enjoyed the most was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know that's yeah. not a show. Saker didn't watch that show, but. Uh, yes, I did.
0: What? I didn't watch Seinfeld.
1: Oh, okay. You didn't
0: Either watch, right. watch Curse? Oh, yeah, it's my favorite, but I never even watched Curves Seinfeld. Well,
1: that's even back. worse. Coming watch, I it's coming back. It's worse you didn't watch Seinfeld then. But anyway. I, I was busy. Well, I, didn't, I watched some Seinfeld. I didn't, like, religiously
2: yeah, watch I was Seinfeld.
0: busy. I was covering the NBA. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah i was playing i didn't
0: have time to sit around watching seinfeld all the time well Um, it's on
1: eight times a day now i know i know but i I feel like i'm
0: catching it in the wrong spot if i try and watch the reruns now in about 10 years i told you i'm gonna pick it up see that's that binge watching we do now right it Uh, it does feel like you'd be picking up a show in the
2: middle of the yeah
0: yeah that's why i watch law and order reruns until like four o'clock in the morning this time i'm gonna i'm gonna rat out my wife
1: here we were watching stranger things on netflix that's not ratting her out that's a great show Here's the ratting right her out part. We watched oh. like three episodes one night. Went to sleep. The next morning, she went in late to work by an hour because she had to watch one more <laughs> before she could go to work. Uh,
0: <laughs> wife it <ratted> out.
1: Has <laughs> <So. laughs> nice. anyone ever watched
2: like a, a full season no. of a whole show in one night? Like, uh, I'm sure no. people have. I don't think I, I have. A, yeah, I have. not yeah, I got that. ADD. A, I don't have the attention. I'm a degenerate. I've done that. <laughs> Stranger Things is really good, though. What huh. you guys been doing this summer? Are we still celebrating Shaq? We can celebrate him some more. Oh
0: yeah, well, what do you listen, think it's, be it's like? Shaq What do you think, what do what do you think Shaq's
2: speech is gonna be like?
0: Oh, I think it's gonna be hilarious, hopefully. Um, but I hope it. I hope it's as as heartfelt too. Is it? Is it should be for something like this? I mean, I don't think there's any question that you know we're talking about one of the all-time great players, not just big men, all-time great players and human beings. When you think about yeah. all he's done. In the scope of his life, and he's still a young guy, obviously. Um, but it's, it'll be interesting to see how he reflects on all of that when he gets up there, because we've seen Michael Jordan's reaction, and you yeah. know, everybody has a different tact about it, and everybody has probably different emotions going through their mind at that time.
1: Although um, post career Shaq has has not been as combative and interesting as as you know, active career Shaq was. Seems like post career, Shaq. He's kind of he's he's mended things with Kobe, and yeah, I mean he's you know. mellowed out, and, yeah. Yeah. and he,
0: you know, and he's a he's a father, and he's got his his boys that are getting older, and and oh, I, I watched the video, of Sharif. You know, oh, did uh, you see Sharif? Man, yeah. <laughs> like you know, so I mean, he's got some other long things that on the horizon, long and graceful. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what kind of reflections he has about his career in the in the game. And where, he, where he, he, he is him. now, I think it'll be he's really.
2: Gonna he's gonna hit him. He's gonna. It's gonna be funny. Yeah. It's gonna be full of jokes, um, but at the same time, you know, he, I saw him in his when they retired his jersey in L.A. You know, what I mean? right. he, it, it's he gets really reflective in those moments, and he right. just gets real state, statesman. He his statesman comes out.
0: Yeah. Are you going? Um, are you going up to Springfield? Rick?
2: Um, I've I've contemplated it. Uh, definitely. Weiss, strongly yeah um i've definitely contemplated it i okay. want to be there um i'll be in uh in toronto at the toronto film festival uh and then i can just that's close enough to shoot down to right to springfield yeah how do you get in you just you just like well, just well show i'm pretty up. sure, sure you're Fox, you played eight years with shaq you, you want be to get a ticket TV credential. <laughs>
1: yeah. if you wear one of those nba tv golf shirts i'll just let you right in <laughs>
0: yeah probably right <laughs> <laughs> just expect it, right? Well, listen, uh-huh. man. I'm looking forward to it. Rick, Are you just, guys going? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to watching it and just right. taking it in. Um, but, man, listen. It's good to hear your voice. By the way, we tape the time Podcast every week it's time I, I don't know, know man
2: I know out. you guys hey I, 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 I think about you guys I love you guys I miss you guys but for some reason Wednesdays I'm always on a plane somewhere going somewhere <laughs> on a set somewhere going somewhere or in though. a hospital rehab somewhere going so it, the timing has been yeah.
1: horrible for me every once and, in a while uh, I'll post a photo or something on Instagram and I'll see that Rick liked it and I, I think oh Rick well,
0: the, yeah, that guy. it's all good brother we yeah. got love for you we got love for you yeah, always miss
2: you. No I doubt. miss you guys too man and uh look forward to the season. We, um, it's coming up. It is right coming here, up. man. Coming up. Um, I, I, it's going to be exciting,
0: man. Yep. Be we got good stuff planned, too, on the Hangtime Podcast. Everybody stay tuned. Um, going to be some surprises this fall uh, and yeah. going into this season. So be on the lookout for us, the crew, back together again. On the road, mm-hmm. maybe somewhere. You never know where you're going to find us. We'll. Uh, mm-hmm. But, Rick, good to hear your voice, and we appreciate Dennis Scott joining us this week on the Hangtime Podcast. We'll see you right here next week on the Hangtime Podcast. Later.
2: Thanks for listening to the Hangtime Podcast. To download more episodes, visit the iTunes Music Store and be sure to check out the Hangtime blog on NBA.com. And as always, Sekuna Matata.